live with Marcus M5, M5 Vibe. How goes it, man? It's going great, going great. How about yourself? Couldn't be better. Oh, I almost forgot to even tell you before we roll. You just want to keep it as close as you can. You're good right now, but gotcha. if you if you roll back, keep it like an inch or two. Um, what you been up to in life lately? Uh, I guess right now, you know, it's a really interesting time right now. It's uh, beyond interesting time uh, right now. Being in the in entertainment industry uh, and everything being shut down, it kind of stops you completely at your tracks, basically. It yes. stopped me completely at my tracks and had to had to just rearrange a lot of things in my life as far as what am I doing next? Uh, what's the next move? Uh, uh, do I take it something? Do I go beyond? Yeah. Introduce yourself really quick. I, oh, yeah. some, you know. <laughs> I go by M5 Vibe. You can find me on Instagram, M5 Vibe. Same thing with uh, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, and I'm a musician by way of Georgia. Nice. I like it. And you artist. Traylon Day, one of my, he's, his episode came out a little while ago. He, mm -hmm. he uh, connected us. Just, I'm kind of keeping a lineage going because do you know um, Deontay from uh, uh, Positive Energy Only? Yeah. So mm -hmm. he connected me with Traylon and then Traylon connected me with you. So I'm like, it's kind of fun. Like, it doesn't work with every guest chain, but like sometimes right, right. guests just keep doing it. I'm like, sick. So well, I like I'll, I'll keep it rolling. Nice. <laughs> I like it. So, anyways, man, um, did you, could you just not do like live shows anymore just to kind of go back before you introduced yourself? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that. I was supposed to do a live show in April, April, uh, I think 8th or whatnot at the university, oh, uh, wow. at the museum. And that was, uh, that's probably one of the pinnacle parts of my career, I think. I was like performing at a museum. Who's doing that? At Jordan Schnitzer? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And that got canceled, of course, because the, uh, you know, coronavirus shut down. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So now. That's unbelievably shitty. Yeah. Yeah. But everything happens for a reason, though, I, I feel. I know. It, so Being like someone like me, because I mean, obviously threw a wrench in my whole life, too, but. I'm not going to become homeless because of coronavirus and I'm not like I didn't lose my relationship or like all this like I didn't lose my small business I can still kind of do it mm -hmm. so I almost feel petty for even being like man coronavirus affected me and like it affected you but like you didn't lose $500,000 or like right, right. you know like someone who just opened like just took out a $500,000 loan to open up an ice cream shop or whatever mm -hmm. and it opened in March they're fucked right you know so I'm like god damn I know it's it's a tough time for everybody and it's a lot of innovation going on because of that yeah uh, which is I'm, I'm really happy to see but I'm happy to be a part of too because I have to innovate myself too mm -hmm. so uh, it's really pushing my boundaries of, of what, where I need to go and what I need to do and what I'm able to do yeah capable of doing um yeah I yeah, like so. it man so you uh, are you using this time to like record some more uh, music I mean that's the best time for right now you know oh yeah definitely uh uh during this whole series I put out a whole uh, like a a a mixtape kind of run to where nice. I just like I just some beats that I really thought were interesting and I really like from these big you celebrities. Uh, you just get them. I'm, I'm cold, almost cold because cool. uh, I, I work with a producer RJ uh, Payson up in New York, nice. and uh, and he's a he's a genius when it comes to beats. Uh, so I work with him with rearranging certain things that I, I want in the, uh, in the track, and uh, we make it happen. Nice. But um, yeah, let me put this on. Let me He's on Instagram on. Live for people who are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Well, um, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that, um, I did a mixtape run. Yeah. Uh, so I use all these beats and uh, just 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 push my ability, push my agility as far as uh, lyricist and as far as my flow goes. Uh, I'm working on uh, two, three, I think three or four more tracks right now. Uh, one with this uh, cat, Jordan, um, uh, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm mispronouncing his name, but I uh, work on a, a couple of tracks uh, coming out. And Jordan I'm working Parmenter, with, by chance? Uh, Jordan, he plays piano. Oh, uh, you don't know? Oh, maybe <laughs> um, I'll send him your way. Yeah. But, uh, um, so what, what do you do, like, what really makes you happy aside from music? Like, what's something you do in your free time? Like, badminton player or tent? No, I'm, uh, I'm mostly a, I'm a traveler, man. I've been traveling since I was, I was 19. Traveling? Yeah. Really? Where have mm -hmm. you been? Uh, I lived in Germany for a few years. I lived in you Italy lived in for Germany a few years. for a few years, not even yeah. just a couple months. Uh, two, two years, yeah. What was that like? It was, it was amazing. Germany was amazing. Uh, uh, from the festivals to the castles to uh, public transportation system, uh, I went there when I was 19, so that was the first time I realized, like, outside of my country, outside of, because I grew up in Georgia. I grew up in a small country town in Georgia, and um, going to Germany, moving to a, a city, never lived in a city before, and I uh, met German friends, made, made German friends, and that was the first time I learned that, you know, Germany had a, a basically a free uh, college system. And I thought they were lying to me. I was yeah. like, no, no, no there's even no way. Even you didn't live there, even though you just were there temporarily, mm -hmm. you got to go to college there for free? Oh, no, no. Uh, but I made awesome. friends over yeah, there. Okay, and yeah. They told me about the college system over there and how they didn't have to pay for it, really. 
and it's either military or college. And I'm like, I thought they were lying. Yeah. But you know, just living there for a little bit and kind of like just researching myself and I was like, holy shit. I come back over here and it's thousands and thousands and thousands of debt. Yeah, I came back yeah. over here and um, you know, friends are going to college and, and they tell me how much they were in debt. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. how how do you expect to even do anything coming out of that coming out with that much debt? You're working two or three jobs. It's killer. You know, so um yeah, America is a workhorse. I tell you that much. It's br- I mean, yeah. more and more, it's just becoming apparent that America is not the top of the line in terms of countries go. Like, yeah, oh yeah, we're treated like shit. Especially now, like, just if we do want to make it topical for a quick minute, like, mm-hmm. there's a race war starting right now. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Media is just pushing people against each other to an unbelievable amount in mm-hmm. the middle of a pandemic. It's crazy. Like, I don't know if you've watched looked at the more conspiracy parts of it, mm-hmm. but protesters will show themselves out in front of like a bank, like JP Morgan's or whatever. Right. And there's just like super conveniently a pallet full of bricks there that people like <laughs> whatever, whoever JP Morgan chased or the, the police brought there mm-hmm. to conveniently leave. So it's like, oh, the protesters broke bank windows and shit like that. Like, right. They're, they're, you know, festering those fires. It's, am I allowed to cuss on this? Is this yeah, a, go uh, for it. Okay, cool. Uh, but. Fuck! <laughs> I'm just gonna break it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really fucked up situation going right now, and definitely the media has something to to, uh, to play. It's playing this part, uh, uh, devastating part in it. Same thing with the coronavirus; they played a devastating part in in uh, causing havoc in that too. So uh, it's a lot of things to where you kind of have to know what's going on, which is, is great about the media. But how uh, do you know what's going on? You can't trust it. Exactly, it's and shitty. that's when it comes to the people on the street. It's yeah. like it, it's it's. It's nice that we have the internet now and we have phones now and we can pull up. Uh, you can point it at anything. Anything's happening ASAP and, and you can shoot it from here to China, you know, if you wanted to. So in well, a split China, second. They censor the shit out of everything. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> but most but, other places near China, Japan. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a really fucked up situation going on right now. And yes, they're, they're definitely pushing the race agenda, but at the same time, uh, Race is a big issue here. It's a big issue that we haven't moved past. We haven't healed past uh, in America. And uh, I feel like we're ready to talk about it, but nobody's really talking about it the right yeah. way, you know, in a, in, a, in a manner that's really getting us any, any further, yeah. I guess, further, faster. Well, let's make it really personal. How mm-hmm. do you feel right now knowing that? I mean, there was a riot in Eugene mm-hmm. last night. The wind, did you walk from that direction? Yeah, yeah, I saw Yeah, I saw you it. saw I mean, the yeah. window of the next door was mm-hmm. broken last night. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I thought Eugene, it's like, if you looked at, did you watch any of the videos of the people rioting? Honestly, I woke up this morning and I, I saw the videos and uh, it was a bunch a lot of granola fucking people. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I, I was looking at a, and I thought this was in Portland. Mm. To be honest with you, and then it I did started, happen in Portland too. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know it was in. Uh, I didn't know it was in Eugene, so I started like really started seeing a lot of people that I knew in Eugene posting it. I was like, are they reposting? Are they up in Portland? But come to find out, it, it is in Eugene. Mm-hmm. And uh, and honestly, to be honest with you, like every action, you know, is gonna receive an equal or opposite reaction. So yeah. yes, this death is gonna uh, cause riots. This death is gonna cause protests, um, and Am I against protesting? No. no Am why I, uh, would you be? Looting, it, it happens. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a reaction to it. And, um, but at the same time, do I really, I don't really condone it, but do I care if big chains get looted? Not really. No. They're a big business. They can handle it. But mom and pop shots, I, I'm totally against well, it. I don't know if that is happening. The media is telling us that's happening because mm-hmm. that's what tugs at your heartstrings. But I right. haven't like seen any mom and pop stores being interviewed like they broke in and stole my shit. You mm-hmm. know, like I know they're targeting, targeting Target because yeah. they didn't give aid to protesters and right, shit. Right. And I'm like, good for that. You know, I mean, the whole thing about protesting is like, that's what gave us gay and LGBT rights. That's what gave us a five hour work week instead of like six or seven. Like mm-hmm. a lot of shit gets accomplished by rioting. It kind of mm-hmm. needs to, I mean, uh, people are like, oh, you can't write. That's not the way to protest this. But then it's like shows Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling. It's like, that's not, not that yeah. either. Not all this, not all this. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. Things are going to build up to a point where shit like this happens. Yeah, exactly. And who's to say what's the right way? Yeah. Uh, if there was a right way, we'd be doing it and mm-hmm. it would be effective. But there really is no right way. There's, there's, there's pros and cons to protesting. There's pros and cons to rioting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, honestly, I think violence definitely does speed up some things. Uh, but it definitely, it definitely causes a lot of destruction yes. at the same time. Uh, peaceful protesting, it, 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 I, I feel like it does affect people's hearts and minds. But at the same time, it's a really slow uh, avenue to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it sucks to, it, it sucks to say that 
that there is pros to rioting, but there is, you know. Yeah. Um, this is the second episode I'm going to kind of relive this thing. The worst thing mm -hmm. that I said when Traylon Day was on, because mm -hmm. at the time, it was two weeks ago before all this had happened, and I didn't realize how charged of a term it was. Right. But we were getting to the place where I'm like, because like, I had a guest on who's like a more right-wing person, mm -hmm. and I showed him a video. Like, I paused it because I'm like, you really don't care. Like, you, he kind of defended cops shooting people. Right. And I was even talking about a cop shooting a white guy in a in a hallway, and I showed him the video, and the, the cop was like, crawl on your knees. If your hands touch the ground, I'll I saw shoot. that. You've seen that. Yeah, Do you see, see how that. brutal that is? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm scared. And there's there's pictures, like, there's this schizophrenic guy who got beaten to death by six cops. Mm. And the whole time he was screaming, like, his dad's name and just, please, God, help me and stuff like that. And I'm like, people like me get killed by cops, too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and no, you know, like, there's no one, like, advocating, like, and I'm not, I wouldn't even advocate, like, white lives matter. But I did, like, in that, I did say, like, mm -hmm. in a way, like, all lives matter. It's not a race war thing. It is cops are killing fucking people and i think all lives matter is so charged because if he was like black lives matter i'm like yeah well all lives matter that's a shitty thing to say mm -hmm. to like try to trample over someone else's movement mm -hmm. but i'm like saying like it should be more or less like like all those let's say people who are defending cops right now which is you totally do it mm -hmm. i mean you believe whatever your media force feeds you but if it was an all lives matter movement and they showed a bunch of those white redneck people stereotyping them mm -hmm. videos of white people who were killed by cops they'd be like oh shit this is a problem right whereas i mean let's let's admit it a lot of them are probably like i don't care about that that black guy died it's like okay show them videos of white people dying instead the media is so obviously starting a race war mm -hmm. shitty and um Granted, I think it, it does, it, it, it really digs deep with, with the black community is just for the fact that of history, of history of, of cops doing to us. Yes. Uh, and that's why it's still painful to this day when we see it because, uh, granted, yes, it's happening to everybody. It's happening to Asian Americans. It's happening to natives. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, yeah. it's, happening to, uh, it's happening to more ethnicity than just one yeah. at the same time. I'm black, so it's very painful for me to see it yes. because I know of the history. And I think it will affect anybody. If somebody, if a, uh, if a native was getting shot, beat, mm -hmm. a native seen it, it would probably have more, more painful, um, really? more pain so to the heart. So when you see a video of a white guy, if I see oh, yeah, a video no, of definitely. anyone, any human being yeah. getting brutalized by a cop, I'm like, that is bad. True. Equally. Yeah, true. And me too. But at the same time, it just, it, it. I guess you 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 uh, can relate. Like yes. you, you see, it's like damn that that, that could, could be, be me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's pro police, police brutality is like um, the, they're not gods. You know, what I'm saying like mm -hmm. it's, I see some of the way that they talk to people, handle people. Could they have a badge? They have power. They have that. They need to use a responsibility. Yes. You know, I was in the military. I I understand. You know, a lot of these things. I was, I worked in the government. I have seen how we operate. Uh, I know the training, the extensive training that we went through. I know mistakes do happen. Wait, what, also, what part of the government you work in? Uh, army. You were in the army. Mm -hmm. What what part? Or I guess the army is part like part yeah. of the military. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's nuts, man. So how old are you then? Uh, Thirty-four. I would have thought you were twenty-five. I thought you were. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Uh, so you were yeah. over in Afghanistan, those kind of places. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was uh, Iraq once. Wow. Uh, Afghanistan twice. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I would not have expected that. How was it? What do you learn? What's the the biggest thing that you took away from all that? Um, funny about race. You know what I'm saying? I worked with a lot of people that came from places that they didn't even know black people. They viewed black people as. Um, you know, just however they, they viewed or however they, they were taught to view us. And coming into the military, you know, I talked to a lot of uh, white guys that never uh, interacted with a black person personally. And, mm -hmm. of course, we're in this environment. And that's one thing I learned about the military is, like, when, you, when there's a, a common mission, there's a common goal, it, it has to bring people together. When you're yeah. over there fighting, you're not going to fuck over me because no. I'm going to fuck over you and one of us might die. Like, we're all trying yeah. to come back home. So we all had to watch each other's back and then being out there for so long around each other, yeah. we had to get to know each other. And we found out we had way more common uh, things in common than we had differences, yep. and, which I thought was beautiful about the military. It, it, it's, it's sad that war had to bring people together, but it did bring people together yeah. in a sense. So um, is this happening now? Is this bringing people together in yeah. a sense? And, and, and even though it's causing some kind of separation, is it? kind of bringing people like, hey, which side are you on, kind of? Yeah. And not a white-black thing, but which side are you on, uh, us against them? Yeah. Whatever, so... Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it, I mean, the, the rich people of all, like, the wealthy, the powers that be always just mm -hmm. kind of try to divide us. Like, no, you guys should hate each other. It's like, you should you should be mad at the single mom on getting welfare that she's getting $2,000 a month rather than ExxonMobil getting $4 billion right. corporate subsidy. It's like, no, I want all the single mothers to get $5,000 a month 
they are not even taking up a fraction of the amount of money that mm -hmm. corporates are taking up. Um, not to sound like too much of a fucking alt left soy boy gotcha, gotcha. person, because yeah, yeah. um, I'm like like I do I do think both of them are equally bad and raw like like good and bad. Um, but the viewpoint of the person you're explaining in the military, like a person who had never interacted with a black person, and their parents watched Fox News, and the only black people they ever see are people like the people. I don't know. Does Fox News ever show black people in a good light? I don't. I don't, I don't even watch the news anymore. To no, be honest with you, you. Like, I haven't done it in a long time. Why would so. you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like if that's <laughs> yeah, your yeah. whole life, and then your parents talk disparagingly mm -hmm. about them, and Obama's in office, but then you just hear all the negative about. Like we hear all the negative about Trump. Mm -hmm. When Obama was in office, they just heard the negative about Obama. So it's like their entire life they've just been like bred like these are not good people. And then sure, yeah, one like actual genuine like, oh, you're forced to interact with these people for a month can change their lives. So it's like. That's what hey. needs to happen. And, and I, I, I get it because, like, if you don't really leave home, like, you stay in that mentality, whatever mm -hmm. mentality you kind of grow up, unless, like, you're really, you, you really want to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think it does come down to education uh, and experience. Uh, like I say, when I went to Germany, like I said, I had, I'm coming from this country town in Georgia to, co to go to Germany. I'm thinking Nazi Germany. I'm thinking, like, oh, the, uh, it's super racist over there. Like, I was naturally scared. I mean, I didn't know because really? I, I, was, oh. I was 19 yeah. going yeah. into a country that I had no mm -hmm. clue, but I just knew the history totally. of this country. When I got over there, it, it, it wasn't like that. No. And it completely changed my mind about Europe. And even the people that I met, uh, even my European friends I met, like, it, it completely changed my mind. But it took me going into that environment. Mm -hmm. Even though I was forced to, like, I, and I, I was forced to basically yeah. go into that environment. You were forced to go to Germany? Uh, well, t I couldn't go on my own, basically. I didn't have the money to go on my own. But mm -hmm. I say, like, because I signed up military and they sent me to Germany, oh, wow. basically they, they, I wouldn't say forced, but I signed the paperwork and, and I had a chance to go. They, they pushed, they, they, I had a chance That's to go. That's a much better place to go than all these other places. Though. Yeah. So um, it, it took That's experience. Cool as hell, man. Yeah. And the same thing with Asia. Like, I had no clue about Asia. I went over there and I learned so much what from part being of Asia? in the culture. I was in uh, uh, Kure. It was uh, about 45 minutes south of Hiroshima. Uh, so in Japan? Oh, yeah. So you were in Japan for a while. You were in Germany for a while. Where else? Uh, Italy. In Italy. Mm -hmm. And I got to travel to, I mean, I got to travel to uh, Dubai. I got to travel to, uh, you know, UK, Australia, Spain. All Did you have a wife or a partner at this time? Uh, girlfriends at the time. Girlfriends. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, damn, I'm like, I'm hearing this. I'm like, man, mate, like, that would be fun to join the military. I'm sure it, like, shaped my life in a lot of ways. But I'm like, mm -hmm. I have a partner. I can't do that, you know? Yeah, we were young, you know what I'm saying? So we yeah. were like 19, 20, most of us that oh, came wow. in. And most people I got, a lot, I mean, that I was with, uh, were about my same same age because we all kind of came in together. So you know we just out there just partying. Like yeah. it was it was an amazing time. Like Europe cool. was, a, was a place to see. It was like Asia. college. Yeah. Nice. That's fucking. <laughs> Asia cool. was a place to see. Uh, the world is beautiful, man. I, I, that's why I can't see myself uh, staying in America. Like oh, I, wow. I, I feel like I have to. It's something in me. I have to travel. That's I have cool. to see more. I have to learn more yeah. before I do become old and and ready to settle down somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I can pass all that knowledge that I had traveling, learning all these things to, you know, the youth or, or, or anybody else that's, that's wanting to just wanted to do what I did. Like yeah. I kind of give them advice of what I did, do's and don'ts. Did you have so, any other endeavors throughout this time besides like music? Uh, at the time, uh, I, I didn't start music until I was in Japan. Oh, I think wow. at that point, uh, my drinking kind of really got out of control just for the fact that, uh, you know, the military, we're just some drunken athletes, you know what I'm saying? And, and what ways to deal with the shit that we've seen but to drink or... or, or you personally seen bad stuff in the military? Oh, yeah. Because some people get through the military. They don't ever leave, like, just cleaning stuff, you know? Oh, I mean, I was chemical at the time. So when I joined, I was chemical. Either way, what I was chemical. So I was... Uh, they call it Seaburn, chemical, radiological, biological uh, specialist. And it sounds <laughs> like you were a medic for people who got chemically burned? Uh, no, it's more of uh, we uh, operated decontamination sites and, uh, and we did recons too. Uh, and uh, we were just trained in protecting uh, and teaching pre uh, preventative and uh, detection measures to our soldiers uh, with our equipment, basically our gear, teaching them how to wear the gear, teaching them how to wear the mask, uh, maintaining the mask, maintaining the gear, teaching them how to use uh, radiological equipment. And, yeah. and actually, uh, there's actually, a, we went to a live nerve agent chamber. Oh, wow. Yeah, so VX. So we actually Jesus had to go through, shit. I went through that chamber twice. And that, tell me, nerve wracking. So wait, <laughs> you're in it and they just give you not enough to kill you or you're just in it near it? Oh, you're in it. You're in the suit. And it's, it's enough to, I don't know, I'd say it's enough to kill you. I'd say VX, a, a, dot, a, a drop. Uh -huh. 
you know, could fucking kill you. Yeah. So, um, so we're in the suits and we're in a, and everything's controlled. This whole facility is behind us. <laughs> You're there with huge. 10 people. You just bring some paper and just go, <laughs> <laughs> just rip it. Oh, Whose suit was that? Just <laughs> to fuck with people. That's the thing. You want to make sure, because I had to make sure, like, I was so, because you know, everything's sealed up. So I want to make sure I didn't want to make any jerking movements. Yep. I don't want any cracks mm-hmm. in my suit. So it was very nerve wracking, but it taught you confidence in, in the equipment that you're going to be teaching mm-hmm. other soldiers how to use. So, um, they just do it as a joke. It's like laughing gas or something, yeah. but they're like, treat it like, you know. <laughs> so like, yeah. So um, That's crazy, man. Would, uh, you, would you go for it again? Like if you were to go back to when you were 19, would you join the Army again? I say I'm at where I'm at right now because mm. of everything that I've done in my life. So I, I would say I would. And uh, I met some amazing people all right, throughout my travels, and I, I would not take that back. I couldn't take it back. So I would do it all over again. That's cool. Um, you know, granted, there's a lot of, Great things that I learned in the military, but a lot of bad things too that 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 follow me out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot of things that I had to like really kind of like go to therapy for and and re and reprogram myself because it's a program. When you go to the military, you're basically essentially getting brainwashed. <sighs> and yeah, like, I guess you went through. You can say it. Yeah, and you have to. They, they have to break you down. They have yeah. to kind of beat you. They have to break you down and beat you up because when you go to war, you don't have time to cry. You don't have, you don't have time for these emotions. Like somebody dies, you, you can't stop. You have to continue. So you're beaten down bro- or beaten and broken down and then mm-hmm. rebuilt by them. So do you think your whole way you think is radically different than it would have been if you didn't go? Oh, definitely. Wow. Definitely. And you're okay with it. There's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? but I said, if you could go back, like, would you not want to be brainwashed? Um, was the brainwash like worth not, you know, like I said, there's, there's so many positives to it. Like yes. I got to travel like this and the benefits and everything was taken care of. Um, yeah, you got so, health insurance for the rest of your life, right? Uh, and your kid up until they're like 25. It's just if you retire Uh-oh. and uh, yeah, if you retire, medically retired or just time retired, mm-hmm. uh, you get those things while you're in, you get those things. So that's, uh, that was one of the pluses for at least a lot of, even the families coming in there, when they're, you know, the husband going in or the, you know, the wife going in, the kids are taken care of. Like the healthcare is a big thing. Like I didn't realize that until I got out of the military, oh, how shit. expensive it is yeah. and how much, like how I would never want to go to the hospital. Like that's why a lot of people kind of tough it out outside of it because it's so, you go into debt, like you got mm-hmm. one bad experience experience uh virus wise or or physically hurt wise and you're in debt yeah so um it's fucked up you can do good your entire life oh you get cancer you're fucking gonna die homeless how about that 200 grand in debt eat that do you want to live or do you want to uh do you want to live broke or do you want to die? You know what I'm saying? What you want to do? And people want to live. It's nutty. Yeah. It's nutty that people are against. It's funny, but the richer people that I've known, like I know um, a pretty wealthy person who has diabetes mm-hmm. and he pays out the ass for medical stuff. So it's like, who's against Medicare for all if like rich people have to pay a boatload too? Right. And you know, I'm like, it seems like everyone would just want that. Like, I mean, our tax money is being taken regardless. Mm-hmm. How about it goes toward that? Yeah. But it's easy for me to say that. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. the person making the decisions like, all right, well then I'm going to have to cut whatever all these different things god damn it man i'm more and more i'm just trying to like take a step back and not talk as much about the big picture but it's so hard because the media just forces you to have an opinion i mean have you gone on social media in the past day or two yeah it's literally just race baiting like race war Mm -hmm. coronavirus and i feel like coronavirus is now uh, a second step now like it's because this this uh but uh, George Floyd is is a, a major issue that yes. uh, that and, and granted it was just I want to say it's it's been a major issue but it's just more stuff that's put into our faces mm-hmm. and uh, more stuff to really get us motivated and and agitated at the same time. Um, so as someone I, who's in the military, because you're mm-hmm. kind of, that's, that's kind of like a world cop. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel? Because you've been on the other side. Of, like, you've been in positions where you have to kind of be the bad guy from the perspective of the yeah. people you're around. And the thing is, military, especially, the, you know, the U.S. government, they're basically the world police. Nobody mm-hmm. likes the police. You know, so, and not saying that, uh, I'm saying that very broadly, you know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> when you're policing the world, of course nobody's going to like you. You know, I, yeah. and, I, and I get that, you know what I'm saying? I've been in Afghanistan, and, I, and I've had friends that were Afghani that I, that I met, like they were uh, oh, nice. interpreters mm-hmm. and he got to know them and he actually got to learn that culture a little bit through them. And, um, it's heartbreaking to see what happened, happens over there. Yeah. Like it, it just, is, isn't it? innocent bystanders dying. And, and, you know, when you come back, sometimes you're like, what the hell was I fighting for? Like mm-hmm. granted, like same thing. I came back, I think I came back from Afghanistan trip and the very first thing I heard 
on the media when we got back. Same motherfuckers, but I might as well. Like, we can yeah. curse. But we're arguing about, should we say happy holidays or Merry Christmas? That was a, the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I just came back from war getting shot at. And you care about this. And yeah, and this is what fucking America is, more is petty? fucking arguing about. Yeah. Like, it really gave you a real perspective. Like, man, what the fuck mm-hmm. did I even fucking do? Yeah. If this is what the fuck, like, we're, we're fighting. Granted, we're fighting for, you know, our way of life over here, basically, yeah. essentially. But at the same time, are we? Like, I come back and, and you know, hate groups are rising. Fucking, why are we doing a war on fucking hate groups? Why is it war on terrorism? Why is it war on drugs? Like, what about America? What about domestically? Like, what are we doing here? Why are we do, deploying here? Mm-hmm. Granted, Nobody want to have that because, granted, we all have guns. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it's easier to pick on another country. And um, so you, I mean, you've been brainwashed, so it's hard to believe you. Like whatever mm-hmm. you say for this, but do you think uh, <laughs> we shouldn't be funding the military as much? Like, do you think the military shouldn't be as big of a, a thing? Um, maybe defensively, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, offensively. That's hard to say. Yeah. So I say this to all my guests, yeah. and, and they never really have a rebuttal. I say this against the people who are like, no, we shouldn't fund the military. I'm mm-hmm. sorry for people who have heard me say this 10 times, but you lived it, so I think you'd be a great person to actually say it to. People are like, oh, no, we should get out of Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like every year 10,000 people die because of Islamic extremism. It's just mm-hmm. not here in America. It's mm-hmm. other Islamists. It's like other people in Afghanistan, all these places, just like a slightly, like pretty much the innocent women and children who aren't radical get killed. So it's mm-hmm. like, it makes sense for us to be over there to protect those people. Right. Like being, people like think they're against war to protect those people, but being against war allows the innocent of those people to survive and the more True. powerful to just build up. So mm-hmm. it's such a hard thing because- um, It's the pros and cons. It's the pros and cons. And yeah. the guest that I just had on kept saying there's a difference between like logical truth and emotional truth. Like logically, you know, um, the, the example he uses was like um, logically like, the, the the English settlers, like, they had a war with the Native Americans and they won and took the land. Like, logically, it makes sense. That's how wars have always happened. The land's always been taken. But emotionally, it was a really bad thing that happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's just such an emo- like an easy emotional, like, brownie point to win. It's like, oh, I say war is bad. It's that easy. It's like, it's not that simple because being against war is being like, yeah, fucking kill those innocent Muslim women and children. Fuck them. I don't know. But so you were there. You think it might have been worthless? Or, like, you're pointless, you said, when you came back? Uh, It'll come down to the individual, I guess. Uh, some yeah. people were happy that we were over there because because we did things for them. Some people may not be because uh, their family members died, their, yeah. their dad died. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it might be just be subjective to that person and and what what we actually did for them or didn't do for mm-hmm. them. Uh, at the same time, you kind of have to ask yourself in anything, how would I feel if somebody did this to me? How would I feel if if another country came over here? bombed my parents' house, killed yeah. them, they had nothing to do with it, how would I feel? Yeah. You know, so you gotta have to ask yourself that and then and then can you be mad at anybody for feeling the way they feel no. when it's done to them? For so anyone, yeah, I know. It's a hard thing. The more yeah, you really is. take that approach to the world, it gets to the point where like can you be mad at anyone for anything they ever do? It's like you know, they like they really like everything they learn is from childhood, which is when you don't have control over your life, what mm-hmm. your parents teach you, what the media teaches you, and then your future decisions are based off that, and then based off that. So it's like you never actually are based off something that's completely your autonomous control. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but then being in a place where you're like, all right, I don't hold any judgment or resentment toward anyone. It's like, no, there are bad fucking people in the world. You need yeah. to have opinions, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, and it comes down to education too. Educate yourself. Uh, at any point in time, this this point in time, we have the internet. Like, granted, there's bad information out there. Mm-hmm. If you know how to research, you can actually research some good stuff. Uh, but there's no excuse to be ignorant about anything now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are, still are. You know, What's something, because you've said it comes down to education twice now. And mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing, but I think that's another just like war is bad. It's an easy like a platitude that yeah. people say, like, mm-hmm. educate yourselves. How? What would they specifically educate themselves on right now that would mean a lot? Uh, and there's a lot of things. Uh, well, I'm a... Yeah, I'm going to say this. Uh, there's a lot of things that when I got out the military, I actually had a little bit more time because like in military, like you're waking up at six, five thirty in the morning, doing your thing all day, get off. When you, when you come home, you're so tired. You don't want to do anything. You want to numb out. You want to drink. You want to play video games. You want to play sports. You want to do anything mm-hmm. to kind of filter out any of that stuff. It's a good way of putting it. It is numbing yeah. out. Like just going on your phone or like it is numbing. You're like, I just don't I just want to get numb right now. Mm-hmm. Mentally numb. Yeah. So, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no, you. you're good. You're I said that no one else has ever said that, really, and I'm like, that's 100 percent what it is. So well, good, same thing perk. even now, like like when you're working all day, you want to come home and just yes. veg out. But veg it took out. yeah, it took a lot of time to where um, like I had a little bit more time on my hands, so I actually started like 
I was like, who am I? Yeah. Like, because the military kind of strip you of your individuality. So coming out, I had to ask myself, who am I? And then on top of that, I had to, I say, like, what do I, what do I enjoy? Like, what do I believe? Like, I had all part of this organization. You had to kind of believe certain things or or force in certain things. Now that I'm out, what do I believe? How do I feel? And that came down to like, I had to go do everything. I went through sexuality. I went through uh, religion. I went through. You went through sexuality. Like you mm-hmm. questioned. Like you watched some gay porn. You're like, am I into this? And you're like, no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> all right, check this out. I question. I question myself because I, I have a lot of female friends. And I questioned my, I asked my cousin, matter of fact, I was like, hey, because I was coming, I was like, I know I love women. And I, but I was like, I have a lot of female friends. Like, what is that? Is that a thing? <laughs> I asked my cousin, she's like, well, most guys who have a lot of female friends are gay. I'm like, oh. Oh, like, that's was, so was, fucking <laughs> funny, dude. It was mom. I was like, oh, God. So I, I uh, sit with myself, like, am I? Am I? I was like, no, motherfucker. Just yeah. snap out of you. No, because you even yeah. think about like sex with another dude, you're like, oh, that disgusts me personally. Like, I'm happy yeah. other people can do it. Yeah. But not for me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Only like uh, everybody's free to love. That's crazy. I feel like cool everybody, and open. anybody can love anybody who they want to love. Like yeah. I feel that way. But uh, you know, I just questioned it, and on top of that, question monogamy and and uh, polyamory. It's like, like, what do I see? Do I see myself with one person? Do I self see myself with multiple? You know, what I'm saying. Same Where do you land on that one? Because that's a, that's a topic I bring up all the time with right, guests. Right. I go, I, <sighs> I've dabbled in it. I go back and forth, kind of mm-hmm. like, because sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, monogamy was like, it's just easier, honestly. Honestly, yeah, after dive, it's easier yeah. just with one person, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. Yeah. Uh, even though you, we have the natural instinct to be with more than one person, we're animals, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, um, but it's just easier to deal yeah. with a, just one other life because my life's crazy you know what I'm saying? Yeah. when you try to add in somebody else's life their life's crazy and then another person's life they're like so it's, it's a it's a lot what was the hardest part of polyamory for you uh time oh really you know, yeah just not, not enough time to really to really even dive in some, to something deep i mean you can but you know it's just and then the feelings get involved too yeah. and, and did your girlfriend get laid a lot more than you because i imagine a girl who meets a guy at a bar and says hey do you want to fuck me and you have no um like you never have to date me, you can just fuck me tonight, and never call me again. Like that's a but that's a good situation for that guy. But if you go meet a girl at a bar and you're like, hey, do you want to fuck? But I'm in a relationship, so there's no chance I'll ever date you. Girls are like, well, that's a horrible offer. No, it's a different world for guys and girls. Like, it, is. it totally yeah, is. It, it is like, and we're not gonna like beat around that. So it's it's of course I feel like it's it's easier for a woman. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot more dangerous for a woman too at yes. the same time. So. Um, but were you polyamorous and like your girlfriend just go get slayed five nights in a row and you get like one girl a month or something? No, honestly, like. It was. We had a very open conversation, nice. and it was it was cool. Like she she was really open to me and and wow. told me who she was with. And honestly, I didn't care. You didn't and, care? No, no, no. Did you not no, care no. about her? Because how could you not care while still caring about? It's her more about deeply? being happy for their their happiness. Like being like oh, this this makes them happy. Like yeah. do it. And then detaching wow. your kind of detaching yourself like mm-hmm. from from feeling like like this person owes you anything nobody yeah, owes no, you totally. anything you know what i'm saying i'm just coming from the perspective i am because i'm not big enough or emotionally capable enough to do this but i see it as like you had a tough day you come home and you want to mentally numb yourself and your girlfriend's off fucking someone else at their house so see, you're alone tonight that wasn't that's what f- it comes down to you start looking <laughs> then you start looking for something somebody else like okay well let me who, who else is in my yeah. phone at the same time that that, that can be lonely because at the yeah. same time you, you might not find it by so that's why i feel like oh. it's easier to have one person, that your go-to person, because mm-hmm. that's, that's your person. So, so did you end with the harder or the easier route? Uh, or right now? Or would you still flow back? Because you said polyamory is harder and monogamy is easier. Uh, they're both hard, I say. Uh, <laughs> they're both really hard. I think polyamory was easy just for the fact that I wasn't so emotionally in, in, uh, involved, mm-hmm. basically. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't as easy to get my heart hurt mm-hmm. than, I guess, than monogamy is. So... Um, because uh, polyamory, you don't love them as much, or like you're at least a little bit more detached. You have yeah, to be, it seems like, right? Uh, <laughs> I say, love, yes. I, say, I don't know. And if you so, if <laughs> you're know. in a monogamous relationship yeah. and you both like you both been polyamorous people, and you said, okay, let's be monogamous, mm-hmm. and they cheat on you, would you be mad because you'd be like, damn, I could have been out fucking people all this time too? Or are you mad because <laughs> that's <you're>, probably <laughs> the thing? I think that's the thing. It's like, all right, we're gonna make this agreement. Okay, let's let's do it. Yeah, and then um, and if not, then let's not like let's just this. And then on, on top of that, people grow all the time. People evolve all the yeah. time. So I could feel this way one minute, the next day I could like wake up and, like this is what I want to do. So you just have to be very uh, communicable with it. Yeah, uh, to where you're at. So like I say, like so normally I like I do like to have like maybe talks like uh, every every other week. It's like hey, where are you at? 
Mm-hmm. Like, where, where you at in your life right now? Like, are you still feeling the same way? You still want to do the same thing? Are you having, if you're, are your feelings changing? Yeah. And just so like I know, because I think a lot of people don't really have these conversations too often. So time goes by, this person's feeling this kind of way for a long period of time, and then they end up doing whatever they want to do because they're unhappy. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Like when people are unhappy, they're just either gonna react the way they react or or they're just gonna, sit in that unhappiness. Yeah. Or they're going <laughs> to have a conversation, which is usually exactly, a harder yeah. thing to do. Yeah, it is. It That's is. crazy. Communications yeah. all at everything break down to, especially mm. relationships, though. It's absurd how much it's just like everything that like wrong that could happen in a relationship is just from miscommunication building up. Yeah. You know? And, and it, communication is a hard thing. I still work on communication. Yeah, so, 100%. Uh, I think we all do. So it's it's... It's difficult. The it's, weird thing for me, being mm-hmm. in a monogamous relationship, and I imagine especially you now that you've been in polyamorous, it's like you both agree to be in a monogamous relationship, but you're always like, do they really want to be in a monogamous, or do they just say that because I said <laughs> I want to be in a monogamous, you know? Ah, uh, shit. Um, uh, I think that's why you just kind of have to keep asking that question yeah. over and over again. But then if you to... ask it too many times, she'll start thinking, oh, he wants a polyamorous relationship. He keeps asking me because he wants yeah. me to budge so he can be, you know, like, <laughs> right? Do you see what I mean? I'm like. Well, that's, what, that's what's funny about life. I think we're all, we're all still trying to figure it out. I, totally. I think we won't get there until like we're 60. Until I'm 60, wow. I think I was like, okay, I think I've done enough. I know what I want to do now. Mm-hmm. Or I know what I want. But I think it's great to really go through these these emotions and question yourself and then go through these uh, great relationships, go to these failed relationships and kind of like just figure it out, learn. Because like it's, nobody has it figured out right now, no. especially in love. Like uh, Not who knows what you have. It's crazy awesome of you that when you entered the military, you thought like you actually went through all these things, though. You mm-hmm. weren't just like, I know who I am because everyone, that's the easy way. <sighs> Everyone. And you have to kind of forgive yourself a lot of things. Cause, mm-hmm. And I think that's really the hardest part is really kind of looking at what you believe for so long and then kind of like, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Or, or let me let me let me hold on to this, but let me go and research some things. And if that research does change your mind, let it. You know, don't don't hold on to your, your things like educate yourself. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what I did with a lot of things in my life. And even, uh, you know, religion. I, I grew oh, up wow. Baptist and uh, I was always one foot in, one foot out kind of because I just never really like going to church. But I, I really valued uh, learning about the soul, you know what I'm saying? Learning uh, and feeling that energy mm-hmm. and uh, getting out. And I see some terrible things. I think that's what really changed my mind about, you know, like religion what? in the military and then getting out. I was like, okay, what do I really believe? And I really start researching like all religions, not just the religion I grew up in. But I start reaching that, start really uh, researching all these religions. And then now it slowly changed. No, <laughs> nah, but I really fell out of religion and, and, uh, and I see there's positive things to it. Like they said, there's cons to, to religion. It's a very, uh, it's very easy to manipulate and, and mind control as well as it's, it's easy to 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 find some peace in it at the same time mm-hmm. so um, I really had to kind of take a step back and just understanding that being in the military having you know signing myself to an organization I never wanted to getting out I never wanted to put myself into an organization again like yeah. I'll help an organization but I never want to be a part sign yeah. my name you don't want to be brainwashed by another organization yeah I don't want to sign no contracts I don't want yeah. any of this stuff like mm-hmm. I, I will help freelancing cool. kind of so that's what I'm saying with, even with religion like uh, I'm down with taking all the good things out of all the religions and putting it into my life, but I won't assign myself like to that. anything. Um, a lot of the th- stuff you're bringing up is just the fact that I'm like, just that you're just questioning yourself a lot, whereas most people are convinced that they're like, I have a core self. And people also say that phrase, like, I'm not being true to myself or like, you know, like my inner self. Do you mm-hmm. think there's an inner self or do you think you're just a hundred different personalities and amalgamation? You kind of fit wherever, like if you're talking to me, your mm-hmm. girlfriend or your mom, you're three different people, Yeah. you know? So like, <laughs> is there an inner self? Like, are you not being true to yourself when you're in certain situations or what? And that's funny. Yeah. Cause I'm talking to my mom. I have to talk to her a certain kind of way. I talk to my friends. I got to talk to them a certain kind of way. If I'm, working out of school, I have to talk to the kids a certain kind of way. So it, and a it, bar with a girl, yeah. talking definitely a different way. It sucks you have to really compartmentalize yourself. But I think it comes down to, uh, to, to love. Like when you come out of you know, your mom's vagina, like you don't know anything. <laughs> no. like, but the thing is, you know, what, you know what love feels like. You're looking mm-hmm. up and you're looking at a God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your mom's a God, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So, uh, and, and you feel those good feelings and, and you're, you're being nurtured by this God. So I think we, we, we uh, essentially, we, we, we know love. Essentially, that's what I think was going to heal the world, to be honest with you, is love. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, uh, hate. Honestly, like, just say, uh, just say, I've been in a space of hate before, and I know how much 
how heavy my soul felt, basically. Would you hate or did you hate a personal uh, thing? Yeah. Hated my situation, hated some of the people that were around, some of the things that happened to my life, and the people that did those things to me in my life, hate, you know what I'm saying? But then at some point, I had to, uh, when, I was, when I was going through, like, asking myself, like, who am I? I went through all these things, like, why do I, why do, why do I, am I still holding on to these things? Mm-hmm. And I had to let go. I had to let go. And once I let go, once I, I knew I truly let go, I felt lighter. I couldn't even explain it. I just felt lighter. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this, all this stuff has been holding me back for so long. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to, uh, to love. I need to learn how to, to love more. But you run into one of those people in the street, you wouldn't be like, fuck you. You'd just be like, man, I love you and I forgave you, uh, even though they, you know, kind of dicked you over. I'm getting faster. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting faster at it. That's, and that's nice. the whole point. Like, I think a lot of this holds me back, and I don't want to be held back anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, somebody, I may feel a certain kind of way, but at the same time, I have to analyze myself. Like, am I perfect? Mm-hmm. Have I made mistakes? Do people hate me? Do I want them to forgive me? Yes, I do. So I have to look at it like that. I have to, I have to, to if I want it, I have to, to be it. And, and we're not perfect, and we try. And, and when you fuck up, you know, go at it again. Don't give up. Yeah. Uh, Talking with you, man, you've been, in the last dozens of guests, you've been the most present, mindful person I've spoken with and articulate, not in some hippie way where it's like you're so present, man. <laughs> but, like, you, you just seem like right. you're here. You seem like you're actually really questioning a lot of stuff. What was one of the bigger changes that got you to this place? Like, are you someone who takes psychedelics, or did you, did you just meditate or uh, read a lot, or you know? Meditation started it all. I'll be honest with you. Oh, wow. I was looking some kind of way to heal. Meditation started, and I, I experienced. I got higher than I have done. I gotten on any drug like in a meditation. In meditation. Yeah. What ridiculous. kind of meditation? Give uh, me a <laughs> uh, guided meditation. Oh, cool. And uh, of course, I, oh, I was smoking a little bit before mm-hmm. you know I go in just to kind of ease myself down. But I'd stick in a meditation for a good 45 to an hour. Oh, just wow. the first time I did it, I was like, you know what? Because the military is like, hey, you're running more than 30 minutes. You're going to have that continuous burn. I was like, let me try that with my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me meditate for 30 minutes plus to really get a good one just to try it out for the first time. Honestly, if it didn't work that first time, I wasn't going to do it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me just try it. Yeah. I sat down for 45 minutes. It's life changing. Changed it, the whole course of my life. Is it different than when you just lay down in bed when you're thinking at night? Because mm-hmm, I think it's a little bit more intentional. Mm. You're going into this a little bit more intentional. At, at nighttime, my mind's still going. I'm thinking about myself, what I'm doing the next day. This one, I'm like, I'm, I'm making an intention to kind of be present with myself. How am I feeling? Let me let me analyze my body. How am I feeling in my head? How, how are my eyes feeling? Like, do, do I feel any kind of, you know, just so you're actually like going yeah. through your body. Like, like And did you have any physical pain at the time? Like shoulder, neck, knee, back pain? Um, I don't think so. Okay, I was I gonna say because so. like that's one of the bigger things that fucks with me is like if some part of my body's like hurting, it's like it's hard to meditate past mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so how did it change your life? You said that that one time changed the rest of your life. It it opened me up to there's something more than what I've been seeing because I what I experienced during that meditation was so ridiculous. I had to I had when I when I stopped and, and when I was done. I had to sit, I sat there for 15 minutes thinking like, what the hell did I just go through? Because Whoa. it was life changing. I couldn't even explain it. I just like, what? there's something deeper in life like that I need to figure out. Like yeah. it sent me on a mission. Like what the fuck is, is this world even really about? Mm-hmm. And it sent me on a mission to kind of really figure this shit out. And, uh, and after that, I just started researching about, you know, spirituality, researching about meditation, the benefits of meditation, the, uh, the negatives of being on our phones all day, how, you know, it causes, you know, the gray matter, uh, uh, it causes more gray, gray matter in your brain or something like that. Mm. And meditation Imagine does the less. opposite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine less in meditation more because gray matter, I'm pretty sure, is the neurons and the white matter is nah. the threads. It could be that yeah. I'm fucking done nah, with that shit. Know, but, people can research it. Yeah. Y'all, y'all research it out there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so just researching uh, and, and seeing how much. It's easy to, uh, anyway, I'm not going to really get into it, but uh, it, it worked well. Yeah. It looked ex- extremely well, and it, it sent me on a mission to understand, like, what the hell is, is this was something unnatural, something that I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. So if this is the case, what else is unnatural out there that I haven't experienced before that I need to, that I want to figure out? Just, just uh, the fact of knowing. It's, it's the, That's cool. It's the researching of, of uh, we want to know, we want to know <laughs> as much about, life as possible before we die. At least I do. We I want to know why we're here and why we're aware that we're here. Because those are equally like crazy things. Yeah. Like, and where we really came from. Yeah. Like, like, like instead of fighting, like I know we had a lot of conversations about this, instead of fighting, you know, why aren't we like looking more towards space? Why aren't we looking more towards uh, the bottom of the ocean for answers in the past to, to really figure out where we're going? Why, um, why aren't these scientists celebrities? Why are these the celebrities we have now celebrities, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These scientists are doing amazing fucking things and it's getting squashed in the media 
Because look at Johnny Depp's abs, bro. Look at him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, do you think when you die, you'll either get the answers or you won't care about them? Those are kind of my ideas. Or what do you, what do you know? What's your concept oh, man, of that? There's then? so many possibilities there, Johnny. Yeah. Like, it's, I like to look, I, I like to come up with different scenarios. You like, got to have a hunch. What happens from the uh, moment? Like, like, what do you think the experience of dying is like? And then what happens as soon as you're, you're officially dead? I do believe energy is, is never destroyed. You know, it's transferred. Damn, you're so. a hippie. No, I'm kidding. No, I agree. <laughs> but I, I believe it because like once you start looking at yourself, you start looking at all these things like, damn, like there is some kind of truth to this. Yeah. Like it could be some kind of truth. You know, granted, there's probably truth in everything. Uh, I do not know. I would like to say that, that. I don't, I think energy. So like, no, even if I, no, I'm not going to say it because there's no wood around. I'm very, I'm very uh, superstitious. No Look behind you. I don't feel like running off to it. <laughs> okay. But even if like something does happen to me, uh, the things I do now, good and bad, will still be here. Mm -hmm. Like the uh, great grandparents, they're gone, you mm -hmm. know, but their energy is still here because everything they did up to this point has got me up to this point. Yeah. So the energy still lives on. So you definitely don't believe in the simulation then? Because if you did, then you'd be like, then none of it matters. Uh, I, I do... I believe in a little bit of everything. So yeah. I've, I've gone I, into I the... I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's a badass way of going about I, it. I mean, I, mean talk about, I talk about this in my music. I talk a lot about this stuff. Rep your stuff really quick. Oh, um, uh, here's the second verse from Addicted to Chaos. Uh, this nice guy lifestyle is slowly fading away. The trust I built is breaking. How much more can I take? Guess I'm the one that's crazy. At least that's what they say. Cause I can feel the future like it was yesterday. Lack of communication forced me, has forced me to isolation. War made me paranoid. I think they're trying to kill your boy. Why liquor feels the void? They labeled me a troubled man. And this affects some people hate what they don't understand. The problem is I'm always second guessing intuition. Is life a simulation? Is the story fact or fiction? A happy ever after or is it a tragic ending? Wanna let go but i'm clinging to hope i know i keep my feelings in the cloak my dad has said i was a joke he quit the class that's all he wrote hope your ass is taking note it's hard to quote it's hard to cope but i do my best to walk with my angels but i'm a i'm a i'm addicted to chaos yeah so uh that's so funny i meant rep your stuff as in like where like 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 remind people where to find it because whenever someone's like a musician i try to never ask people like hey like if I was like, hey, sing right now, it's like, kind of like saying dance monkey. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, I, I kind of make some music and I'm like, I would never want anyone to do that. So I, I apologize if you did feel like I was putting you on the spot. Oh, no. That was badass. Can I, I could actually, if you sent it to me, I could just like put the right. actual verse in with the music behind it. Um, Can I do uh, another one? Just yeah, another, okay, another absolutely. Go for it, man. Uh, this is off of one of the unreleased tracks I, I got coming out right now. It's called King. Uh, and it's, it's basically talking to the young black males because like I just, just having a mentor young that someone that looks like you and that's positive like it's really much needed and i feel like that's, that's something that uh, i did have in and out of my life like mm -hmm. um it wasn't there constantly but uh but it came in spurts which i really needed but uh um the second verse anyway was uh to the king is um how's it go um what's up king you're stacked against the odds you may not see it yet but i know who you are yeah but i know who you are the truth you seek is in the stars. Look up, you're not alone. The light you shine will guide you home. Swipes and likes are overblown. Makes us addicted to our phones. Brainwash just the day you're born. Recruited gets you while you're young. Flies you to a combat zone to make you choose beside your own. Now that ain't fair, but they don't care. They made the quota. They about their bread. The war is at your doorsteps. It ain't over there. The war is at your doorsteps. It ain't over there. Domestic hate. The big debate is if we can cohabitate or destabilize. 9-11 was the alibi. Let's organize the public's mind. Make them think they never lie. Televise the message live. You're witnessing the perfect crime. Yeah. You're witnessing the perfect crime. Yeah. So um, I like that, man. You I do bring a lot of your own life stuff in there. And mm -hmm. again, you, you you mentioned phones, but like you have an Instagram. Do you go on your phone? Yeah. Instagram. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm on IG M5 vibe like uh, M5 like the car. But like you, vibe, yeah, I mean, like you rap against it. You spoke out against it. But mm. like everyone still uses it. You know, like mm. how do you find that balance in your life? It's 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 just like the internet. Anything can be used. I, I saw this one movie. It was called uh, uh, it's an alien movie. I forgot what it's called. Arrival. And I thought it was beautiful when it's talking about uh, language as a weapon or a tool. And it's like, and you know, the whole world went crazy because the person was like, uh, they're trying to, uh, uh, the world's trying to decipher what these aliens are talking about. And the aliens are talking about like, so it's uh, so a weapon. And some people start going, some nations start getting crazy. Like, oh shit, they're trying to give us a weapon so we can use it against them. Or mm -hmm. they're trying to give another, uh, another nation a weapon yeah. so you use it to us. And 
of course, like some of the scientists are like, well, maybe they mean tool, maybe not a weapon, but tool. Mm. And language is, language is, it could be a weapon, but it also be a tool too. Um, that's what I love about the phone. If you use it the right way, they have transla translators in there. Oh, yeah. I can talk to anybody over the world any of my fans, like I, and my fans do reach out to me that's international, and God, I just have to use my translator. Doesn't, it? doesn't that feel the best? Yeah, and you could talk to everybody, and that's how, that's, that's how you fix things, communication. It's kind of hard to talk to another nation uh, when you don't really understand the culture because mm -hmm. you can't understand their language. Yeah. So um, You don't speak German from your time there, do you? I spoke a little bit when I was there, but it's been so long ago say, that yeah. I don't remember. Um, I like your stuff, man. I'm looking for. I'm, I'm happy that you're on Spotify too, because oh. a lot of people like. Um, I actually have a lot of musicians on the show because I'm getting kind of getting back into music, so it's fun to talk about. A lot of them are just SoundCloud, and it is that next level when you have something on Spotify. It's like, mm. boom, and it costs what ten dollars to have a song on Spotify. Yeah, so and like, uh, yes, yeah, so I have it on Spotify. On some of the stuff, on, uh, most of my stuff's on YouTube too. Uh, so a few videos on YouTube, uh, and I see SoundCloud, even though. I mean, I, I put not a lot the of time. SoundCloud's bad. I mean, just just only yeah. being on SoundCloud, not YouTube and Insta, like uh, yeah. uh, Spotify and stuff. Yeah, you need to be on all the platforms. You gotta. It makes mm. the difference. It's mm -hmm. cool as hell. Um, so on Spotify, people look up M Five Vibe. Yep, M Five Vibe. V I B E. I like it. Um, God damn, man, it's been it's been beyond a blast for, uh, to speak with you. And we have ten more minutes. Do you have any like? Topics that you're hoping to get to by chance, or kind of just keep rolling? Uh, yeah, we keep rolling. I think like we talked talked to hit some pretty talked about deep, everything. Yeah, it's, it's a deep issue. I gotta um, ask, what's it like from your perspective? Because you never met like this is a lot of guests. I just mm -hmm. never never asked a guest. You've never met me. You never really like heard about anything. Like before you came here, you were like, mm -hmm. what are some kind of questions you're gonna ask? What is it like going on a podcast, not knowing the person, not knowing anything about it? Uh, it was actually kind of freeing, to be honest with nice. you, because uh, I've been on podcasts before. They gave, they gave me, you know, the, some of the subjects. I'm like, okay, cool, I got it, got it. This one is kind of like coming in, like, hey, it's like a freestyle, freestyle conversation, yeah. which is something that I haven't really done on the radio uh, either before in a long time. So yeah. uh, it was, it was kind of nerve-wracking at first, but at the same time, like I. I know myself pretty well, and we talked about it before. I know myself pretty well, yeah. but hey, I know look myself. at everybody. He's, he's woke. He's he's uh, he's mentally there. No, I'm kidding. No, um, no, you are, and that's why it's a blast to speak with you. Some people aren't, and because um, I mean, when you say it's like a freestyle conversation, you haven't had one. A lot of people don't talk like this. Like if you're with your good friends, like it's not often that you sit down and have an hour long conversation about kind of deeper topics. Like you guys, like, like at least most people kind of like complain about something or you'll just kind of like catch up like, oh, what have you been up to lately and shit like that. Like people don't like like kind of conversing and maybe even having different opinions and mm. stuff. Shit, that's me and my roommate all day. Really? That's yeah, fucking badass. that's all we do. Is, is he into is, music too? Uh, he's not, but he's he's uh, he does stickers. He makes stickers. He's an artist himself. Nice. You know what I'm saying very crafty person. Graphic. So, uh, I'd say yeah, he makes stickers. So I'd say yeah, and I send him your way if you if you do need anything. I'd love to speak. He's on with Instagram. People. I think uh, the good sh the good sticker company. The good sticker. Yeah. S C H I don't even know how to spell. I'll figure but, it out. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll have them on. Or if not, because, yeah. Um, yeah, like when I bought these stickers, dude, as soon as they came, I'm like, I want to change my fucking logo. But I'm like, I just ordered a thousand stickers. So I do shit like I just put them over my entire waterfall <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, God damn. I don't know, man. I like stickers. I mean, um, I have a, a positive energy only sticker and oh, stuff. Right, like, right. I like when people can hand out stickers. It's like better than a business card. Oh, yeah. So um, I got stickers all over my uh, my mic stand from just being in Eugene and everybody's nice. handing out stickers. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? And I just put them all over my mic stand. So, it, nice. so yeah, it's kind of, it looks, my mic stand looks cool now. Yeah, you know I like so, that. And you know it's yours. Who's yeah. going to take that and be like, you know? Um, yeah, I like yeah, it, so, man. I just, I couldn't appreciate having you more on the show. Um, I, I kind of ran through everything. I mean, I, I like that we kind of stayed off coronavirus and uh, the, the, the racial war that's kind of starting. We touched on it a little bit, but... Mm -hmm. I try to not bring them up because have you heard it a lot in like the news and everything that everyone, everything that everyone's telling, you can tell it's like, oh, you saw that on social media and now you're just kind of spitting it back out to me. I, I'm a very observant person. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I see a lot of things going on and, and granted, I have to take a step back, kind of analyze it to a lot. Okay. So I see that what's happening. I see how other people are reacting. I see how other people are not reacting. I see, uh, I see. That's a weird thing. So mm -hmm. like. I saw in someone's stories, it's like, hey, white people, 
um, your friends and people, uh, your friends that are people uh, POCs are noticing that you're not posting right now. Cause like I haven't posted cause my whole motto lately is tend to the part of the garden you can touch. I'm like, like I'm outspoken. I'm like, I think this is fucked up. But like, it's just do you, uh, the line between being outspoken and then virtue signaling, like other people will post like, Hey, white pe people of my complexion right now, white. Um, now's the time to listen to, pe to, to people of color. That's it. Just listen. I'm like, like there's the whole joke. It's like, why are you yelling? No one's on the other side. That's on your friends group. Everyone on your friends group agrees with you. Who the fuck are you yelling at? You know? it's, it's one of those things where like um, this is an issue that's been plaguing our, uh, plaguing us you know, since the dawn mm -hmm. of, of of time. I, yeah. I say basically, and um, social media is a, a new platform. And I say social media definitely have its, its place in it and to share information, uh, but as at the same time, uh, everybody has a part to play. Some people are just cool with posting things on the internet. And that's it. Some people are cool with just going, they don't, they don't post anything else. They go to protest. Some people make music to it. Some people uh, paint a picture, but everybody plays their part yeah. in it. So to me, for anybody to say, like, are you not posting about it? Like, it's social media. Social media is fake as fuck. Yeah. You could be anybody you want to be on social media. Mm -hmm. I, I see only a percentage of certain people posting about the same thing continuously, not only when the issue is big. Mm -hmm. Continuously. So for, and it's, it's always trending thing, like coronavirus was a trend. Everybody yeah. was supposed to about coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And what you, what you should be doing during uh, coronavirus is it's trendy. But if you have someone who's a friend of yours who speaks about um, police violence against like black people in specific mm -hmm. all the time, at a certain point, like I mute, like not that topic in particular, mm -hmm. but any topic, like someone's like the greenhouse gas and stuff, mm -hmm. I eventually just mute those people because I'm like, dude, it's, I get it. I know, I get it. It's obnoxious. Stop guilting me. The only reason. Give me action. I don't, I don't mute them. Actually, I do appreciate it just for the fact that every once in a while, granted, I, I say somebody's talking to me about like uh, climate change or whatever. I know it, I know it, but I'm glad I have that one friend to keep telling me about mm -hmm. that because. At one point, I might catch some information that they lay down that I don't know. And everybody plays their part. I might be good in this subject, and I keep putting that information out. You might be good at another subject, you keep putting it, but it's good that everybody's good at that one subject that they're at. Yeah. So I can pick up on something I don't know, and this person can pick up something that they don't know from, from me. So like, yeah. I do appreciate people that, that continuously post about what they, what they care about continuously, because yeah. I pick up on new things What's your all one the time. What do you really care about? Um, I care about peace. Nice. That's I care about one. peace. I care about um, getting things right. Like, I live in this country, granted, so at the same time, I have my part to play. Even though, honestly, I, I, I want to travel at the same time, I have a I feel like I have some kind of obligation because I have family members over here. I have youth over here that, that, you know, that look up to me. And I don't want them going through the same thing I went through because I know I grew up in the South. I dealt with some racist shit. I don't want my fucking kids to deal with that mm -hmm. shit. And... Um, and therefore, I have to play my part. You know, yeah. I have to. I have to make sure I do what I can, whether it's little or small, to 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 add, yeah. to add on, to like to help. But see, like you can do that without. Like, I mean, I like that your music involves that sort of stuff. But mm -hmm. like having music with a with a purpose is different than every day posting on social media. Kind of guilty. Like, but my whole mm -hmm. thing is like people don't usually have actions. People aren't like. Um, yeah. You know, like like mm -hmm. actually do this to to help these things. People are just kind of like, man, Trump is bad. I'm like, hey, we know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I see that, it's like, are you posting this because at one point you didn't think Trump was bad, mm -hmm. or um, are you posting it because you just it's like virtue signaling. It's like, look how virtuous I'm. I care about black people when it's a big important thing on the news. People look at this. I'm a white guy. I think this is bad. It's like, hey, we all know this is bad. Like. I don't know. Because that's what, like, I haven't made a post. Yeah. When I put out Traylon's episode, just because it was, we, like, kind of got really into race because it was before this. And mm -hmm. now I feel like an asshole for the things I said. Mm -hmm. Like, I am going to post. I'm going to, like, put, like, pictures of, um, you know, like, cops kind of hurting black people and white people and be like, the, w the reason I said this, because I didn't explain it like I did in this episode. But, like, mm -hmm. that's why I use the words, like, all lives matters. Because, like, at some point, I think the race part of this is hurting the, the fight against cops mm -hmm. because it's making it more like race-based when really it's like we need people to hold cops accountable. Yeah, the brutality. This is fucking brutal. All. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm going to post, that'll be like my one, like it might even be today or tomorrow, I'll just mm -hmm. post Traylon's episode and be like, yo, like, but God damn it. I don't know. Then I just feel like I'm, I'm virtue signaling too because it's like a thing where like you don't just want to be that, that libtard soy boy cuck fucking person who's just like, the fuck is that beating? I think it's the coffee maker. 
goddamn. Yeah. Um, um, off to clean that. But we just had an hour, man. I appreciate cool. you coming on. Sorry if I, I started rambling there no, at the end. Good. But um, I like it. So, so you, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm kind of out of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Adderall the past couple days yeah. and actually just set up a primary health care physician because I'm like, damn, it's fun. But the day after not the day of not taking it, after like three days of taking it, I'm just very sleepy. So mm. been it's kind of out of it. I love speaking with you. Honest God, I'd love to have you back on the show, especially Almost a day that I was less chaotic. Um, uh, this was great. It was a great flow. And I really appreciate like being a touch on some, some of the topics that we did touch on. 100 percent. You're a wonderful person. You're much older than I guessed you were. Like, <laughs> honest to God, I was like, he's 25. And I'm like. <laughs> He's been, he's lived in different countries for a while. He's yeah. been in the military. This guy's, I mean, you're hella cool, man. I love, I love everything that you said. I appreciate the heck out of you being here and I'll let you know when the episode comes up. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on here.